the importance of book distribution and the history of book distribution and uh, how it all started and we will also be discussing uh, how to actually do book distribution why we should do book distribution and how we should do we will be discussing about it. so 5000 years ago we know lord krishna appeared and he performed his wonderful activities which demonstrated that he is the supreme lord and when he spoke the bhagavad gita his ultimate instruction was that everybody should surrender unto him so when krishna said that everybody should surrender unto him so different people started thinking in different ways how to surrender to krishna so to make it very clear the lord himself again appeared 500 years ago as chaitanya mahaprabhu and he demonstrated personally by his own behavior he demonstrated how to surrender to the lord so chaitanya mahaprabhu basically he propagated the yuga dharma which was already explained in the vedic scriptures for this kali yuga the yuga dharma is chanting the lord's holy names specifically the hari krishna mahamantra and he also by his own personal example he stressed the importance of the various aspects of devotional service there are many aspects of devotional service and among the many aspects chaitanya mahaprabhu out of the 64 items of devotional service which chaitanya mahaprabhu explained he gave special importance to five items the first one is chanting the lord's names second one is association of devotees third one is hearing bhagavatam fourth one is worshiping the deity of the lord and the fifth one is to stay in the place where the lord has performed his past times or place of worship of the lord so chaitanya mahaprabhu said among the 64 items of devotional service the 64 items chaitanya mahaprabhu instructed to rupa goswami and he has <coughs> written down in the nectar of devotion bhakti rasamrita sindhu so among the 64 these five are the most important so he demonstrated all of these uh, when he was personally present 500 years ago uh, but he himself uh, did not write any book so chaitanya mahaprabhu he came and it's like he opened the flood gates of the love of godhead for everybody uh, and it was rupa goswami sanatana goswami and all the uh, disciples of chaitanya mahaprabhu uh, on the order of chaitanya mahaprabhu based on the instructions of chaitanya mahaprabhu these goswamis they wrote down the bhakti literature the literature which describe the transcendental devotional service to the lord as in line with the vedic scriptures the way chaitanya mahaprabhu taught so the next generation of devotees the goswamis of vrindavan are the direct disciples of chaitanya mahaprabhu there are six prominent goswamis rupa goswami sanatana goswami 
జీవ గోస్వామి గోపాల్ భట్ట గోస్వామి రఘునాథ్ దాస్ గోస్వామి రఘునాథ్ భట్ట గోస్వామి దీస్ ఆర్ దిక్స్ గోస్వామిస్ ఆఫ్ బృందావన్ శ్రీరూప సనాతన భట్ట రఘునాథ శ్రీ జీవ గోపాల భట్ట దాస రఘునాథ సో దేవర్ ఇన్స్ట్రక్టెడ్ బై చైతన్య మహాప్రభు గోస్వామిస్ వర్ ఇన్స్ట్రక్టెడ్ బై చైతన్య మహాప్రభు స్పెసిఫికలీ టు రైట్ భక్తి లిటరేచర్స్ టు రైట్ బుక్స్ విచ్ డిస్క్రైబ్ ది ప్రాసెస్ ఆఫ్ డివోషనల్ సర్వీస్ అండ్ ఆల్సో దేవర్ ఇన్స్ట్రక్టెడ్ టు excavate the pastime places of lord krishna in vrindavan and also they were told to build temples and establish the high standards of deity worship so that everybody can easily follow krishna consciousness so among these uh, the goswamis wrote innumerable bhakti literatures uh, when you read chaitanya charitamrita or teachings of lord chaitanya if you read you, you will understand uh, how chaitanya mahaprabhu spent personally lot of time with uh, rupa goswami with sanatana goswami especially these two and instructed them in detail about the teachings the scientific concepts of krishna consciousness and he they were told specifically by the lord to write these elaborately in their books so based on the order of chaitanya mahaprabhu all the goswamis wrote innumerable bhakti literatures so uh, there were three prominent uh, devotees shrinivasa acharya shyamananda pandit and there was one more shrinivasa acharya narottam das thakur shrinivas acharya narottam das thakur and shyamananda pandit they lived about 400 years ago so they were the very exalted personalities and all of them at that time jiva goswami was the greatest scholar in the entire country in fact uh, in the banaras hindu university there is a separate department to study the books written by jiva goswami only to study the books written by jiva goswami there is a separate department even today so he has written innumerable books very scholarly so uh, that time anybody uh, wanted to study chaitanya mahaprabhu's philosophy achintya bheda bheda philosophy or gaudiya vaishnava philosophy they all would want to actually take guidance from jiva goswami so they, he was the most sought after teacher during that time about 400 years ago so uh, these three students they were actually sent to jiva goswami by their respective gurus so that Uh, they can go and study the bhakti literature in detail under the tutelage of jiva goswami so when they all arrived in vrindavan jiva goswami was very happy and he started uh, training them 
in the science of Krishna consciousness, explaining to them the Bhagavatam, explaining to them the teachings of Lord Chaitanya very nicely, in a very, it is very important for practitioners of Krishna consciousness to become very strong in philosophy. If we are not strong philosophically, our bhakti, our chanting will not last long. Many times we say, this problem came, so I stopped my chanting. That problem came, so I left my chanting. Why? Because we are not strong philosophically. Why we should chant, we are not fully convinced. Srila Prabhupada said, I have written so many books to convince you to chant 16 rounds. So the purpose of writing all these books is to actually give us the firm conviction why and how to practice Krishna consciousness. Both are very important. Why to practice and how to practice. Both are important. So if you are not convinced why to practice, then very easily we give up. That's why so many books have been written, especially by all these Goswamis and Srila Prabhupada also following in their footsteps. So, Jiva Goswami, after training all of these three disciples, Srinivas Acharya, Narottam Das Thakur and Shyamananda Pandit, after training these three, now Jiva Goswami thought, now it is a time to go and spread this knowledge of Krishna consciousness all over the country. So each one of them was told to go to different places and uh, preach. Especially even in Bengal also, even though Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had appeared there, but slowly uh, people were actually, uh, there were so many deviations. That's why they were told specifically to go to Bengal and to the eastern parts of the country to go and preach. So, uh, what they did was, Jiva Goswami, he got those literatures written by Rupa Goswami, Sanatana Goswami and others. Uh, that time there was no printing press. They had to copy the entire book, the manuscript on palm leaves. They had to write down on palm leaves, get the entire book written down. And then uh, they had to go and distribute. So book distribution, this is the first book distribution in the entire history of the, wor of, uh, the world. The first book distribution was led by, uh, by Srinivas Acharya with the other two, Narutam Das Thakur and Shamananda Pant. So this was the desire of Jiva Goswami. So I will just read out. Uh, we will. This is from a book called Vaishnava Saints. So it talks about three these three uh, personalities. How they did the first book distribution. Very interestingly. So it was actually the desire of the wife of Nityananda Prabhu uh, 
Janava Mata to actually distribute these bhakti literatures everywhere. As time went on, Srinivas Acharya, Narottam Das Thakur and Shamananda Pandit were given a special mission. They were to distribute the books of the Goswamis, the Bhakti Rasa scriptures, especially in Bengal, where Vaishnavism was widely embraced but where its underpinning in philosophical literature was wanting. Janava Devi had requested Rupa and Sanatan in Vrindavan some years earlier and was well aware of the prolific spiritual literature that the Vrindavan Goswamis were producing. So she contacted Jiva Goswami and suggested that the books to be sent to Bengal. To comply with her wishes, Srila Jiva Goswami summoned his three best men. In a large assembly of Vaishnavas, Srila Jiva Goswami called forth Narottam Das and said, From this time, from this day forward, you will be known as Narottam Das Thakur. Then he called Srinivas, you will be known as Srinivas Acharya. And finally, Dukhi Krishnadas, because you have brought great pleasure to Srimati Radharani, you will be known as Shyamananda Pandit. After giving them these titles, Srila Jiva Goswami told them of their travelling Sankirtan mission to Bengal, Orissa and other provinces of India. The distinguished triumvirate did not want to leave the holy land of Vrindavan but they fully understood the importance of their divine mission. They went to their uh, spiritual masters who gave their blessing and this instilled in them the necessary enthusiasm to begin. When they returned to Jiva Goswami, they found him making preparations for the lengthy and arduous journey that lay before them. So it's a big first book distribution traveling party. So they were actually packing all the books nicely. So Jiva Goswami was personally taking care of that. These were after all his best three students and he would spare no pains for their welfare. Sri Jiva Goswami engaged a rich merchant disciple from Mathura by having him supply a huge spacious cart, four strong bullocks and ten armed guards. The manuscripts, original works by Rupa Goswami, Sanatana, Goswami, Gopal Bhatta Goswami, Raghunath Das Goswami and Jiva Goswami among others were carefully placed in a large wooden chest which was bolted and covered with a special wax cloth. Okay, so this is how the books were all packed. Huh? These books were not printed, they were not hardbound books. So they were actually manuscripts written by devotees and they were nicely packed. Sri Jiva also secured a special passport from the king of Jaipur which the three Vaishnava heroes needed to show as they travelled to various regions of eastern India. After thorough preparations, the three left Vrindavan. As they commenced their journey forward towards Mathura, several devotees including Jiva Goswami accompanied them, unable to bear being separated. As the caravan neared Agra, the well-wishers fell behind. Now their journey was underway. There could be no turning back. Soon they reached a small town known in those times as Ita. And then they travelled a path through the Chota Nagpur jungles, also known as the Jharikanda forest. Leaving Magadesh, Magadesh on their left, they arrived in a place called Tamluk, where they camped for the night. After many months of travel, so it was not few days, it was actually many months. 
After many months of travel, they approached the land of Gaudadesh or Bengal. Confident, so from where they travelled? From Vrindavan, they travelled to Bengal. After that, their mission was near completion. They decided to rest in a small village named Gopalpur, just within the boundaries of the Malla kingdom of Vanavishnupura. Here, the priceless cargo of books was stolen. Okay. Now, this is a tragedy, tragic thing which happened in the first book distribution, traveling uh, Sankirtan party. So, let's see how the books got stolen. So, there was a king in that Vanavishnupura. His name was Raja Barhambir. Veera Hamvira, he is also called as. Virahamvira or Barhambir. So this person, he was a king, but also he had his uh, dacoits. He had a gang of thieves. So these thieves, their duty was, especially in the night when somebody used to travel, they would actually go and plunder them, loot them. And the king himself was encouraging. <laughs> what kind of king he is. And the king also had a special group of astrologers who would tell them which place, what time, who is bringing how much wealth. All these details the astrologers used to give. And accordingly the king used to tell the dacoits and the dacoits used to uh, plan their looting. So like this. So the king's dacoits they had got instruction that very soon a big treasure is going to come. The astrologer had told this way a treasure is going to come. Huh? So the dacoits were following this three Srinivas Acharya, Narottam Das Thakur and Shamananda Prabhupada. So it is said that the dacoits had planned to rob the caravan for a quite, dist quite a distance, keeping it under strict surveillance. But they tactfully waited until it reached the jurisdiction of their own king's kingdom. Because it was more safe for them, right? But they were following from a long distance. The court dacoits soon detected that only 15 men accompanied the cart. 10 armed soldiers, 3 holy men, that is three, these 3 personalities, and 2 cartmen. This caravan held special interest for the thieves because the king's astrologers had prophesied that the cart contained a precious treasure. The band of dacoits now numbering over 100 inflamed each other's imagination while discussing one of the astrologers exact words. This cart is filled with gems that are more valuable than gold. Excited by the possibility of an enormous fortune, they were about to overtake the caravan in a village named Tamar, but, but circumstance did not permit it. The marauders stealthfully followed them through the town of Raghunathpur and through Panchavati as well. Finally, in Gopalpur, the Vaishnava saints spent the night near a beautiful lake, confident that their mission was nearly completed. The dark night and luminous stars were the only witnesses to the theft of the manuscripts as all 15 men slept due to deeply due to their arduous journey. So when all of them slept, that time these people came, these 100 dacoits came and they took away the treasure. 
all the books that were nicely packed, it was all taken away. When they awoke, it was as if their worst nightmare had come to pass. The loss of this priceless treasure was the most terrible scenario. The three stalwarts could not contain their tears. But Srinivas, the senior man in the party, advised the other two to dry their eyes and to proceed with their mission of bringing the message of the six Goswamis to various parts of Bengal and Orissa. Srinivas Acharya made it his own solemn duty to retrieve the manuscripts. Before doing anything, however, he wrote to Jiva Goswami and told him all that had transpired. So, now the situation is, first time they have come, with so much difficulty, months and months they have travelled, uh, they have carried all the manuscripts, handwritten by various devotees, and now they were supposed to reach the destination and start their book distribution, but then their books were all stolen. Now they were all very sad, upset, very much upset. Imagine what would have been the situation, isn't it? So, but they told, Srinivas Acharya was the senior devotee. He told, don't worry, you continue, go on preaching. I will find out the books. Where have the books gone? I will find out. You continue, go to Bengal and Orissa and you continue to do your preaching activities. And then he wrote a letter to Jiva Goswami like this. It has happened like this. So, now let us see what happened next. As Srinivas was writing his letter some miles away, King Barhambir was rummaging through the treasures stolen from various travellers. So he was actually, that night various decoyed parties came and submitted. This is what we have stolen, this is what we have stolen. Different parties came and one of them was the books also. Just then, his servants appeared with the court's most recent acquisition, that is, Srinivasa's carefully wrapped chest of the most precious gems. That's what they were thinking. They had not yet opened it. Most precious gems, as per the prophecy, we have got it. Barhambir dropped everything else and feverishly unwrapped his latest prize. After having heard the prophecies, he could scarcely imagine what, splendorous, what splendors awaited him. In one suspenseful moment, he removed the cloth covering and opened the trunk to reveal mere manuscripts. What a shock! Where was the priceless treasure? Lifting out the top manuscript in disbelief, the king saw the personal signature, Srila Rupa Goswami, written on a palm leaf. When he examined further and saw Sri Rupa Goswami's beautiful exposition of Vaishnava philosophy, he felt something change deep within. At that time, Barhambir attained love of Krishna on the spot. He then reverentially returned the book to the trunk and retired for the evening, aware of the grave sin that he had foolishly instigated. So, what did he find? Did he find any gold, treasure, nothing? Actually, when he opened the chest, he found the manuscripts and he also saw Rupa Goswami's signature there. He had written the book. His name was there. So as soon as he, it is mentioned that as soon as he touched the book, there was a current, wave of current in his whole body and he attained love of Godhead. And that time he felt little guilty. He found, he felt, himself, he felt guilty. What I have done? I have done a very sinful activity. So he went back to sleep that day. As the king rested, he had an unusual dream. 
and he saw a beautiful and effulgent personality whose body was filled with divine energy. With a loving smile, the person spoke to him, Do not worry. Soon I will come to Vishnupura and we will meet. I will retrieve my manuscripts and you will be relieved of all sinful reactions. At that time, your joy will be boundless. Know for certain that you are my eternal servant, life after life, and I am your eternal well-wisher. So who was the person who came in the dream? Srinivas Acharya. The next morning, the king awoke and started his life anew, waiting for the day when his mysterious dream would come true. Meanwhile, Srinivas Acharya made his way to the outskirts of Vishnupura, where he met a Brahmana resident named Sri Krishna Vallabha. The two pandits became friends and Krishna Vallabha graciously invited Srinivas to be a guest in his house. Gradually, he realized Srinivas's exalted position and surrendered to him as a disciple. In due course, Krishna Vallabha mentioned that the king regularly convened a Bhagavatam study group for all who were interested. See what this king is. King is maintaining <laughs> decoyed group also. And he is also, every day, is, you know, whenever regularly, he is also arranging Bhagavatam lectures. So this is professional hearing Bhagavatam. In due course, Krishna Vallabha mentioned that the king regularly convened a Bhagavatam study group for all who were interested. Srinivas was extremely curious as to the nature of the Bhagavatam presentation and asked Krishna Vallabha to take him to the next meeting. When they arrived, Vyasacharya, the court pandit, was reciting and commenting upon the Bhagavata. So he is another professional reciter, Vyasacharya. Don't go by the name. Srinivas was unimpressed, but he said nothing. The next day, they arrived again, and this time too, Vyasacharya was pontificating in the same fashion. After two weeks of the court pundit's intolerable display, Srinivas could not contain himself. And so, after the meeting, he spoke to Vyasacharya in this way. You, sir, do not follow the text, nor are your commentaries in line with Sridhar Swami or the other standard exponents of Bhagavad philosophy. So, you are saying, you are giving your own explanation. This is not in line with the standard understanding. The great commentators, the devotees who have given commentaries on the Bhagavatam, you are not referring to them, you are giving your own explanation. So, this is not correct. But Vyasacharya listened to Srinivas' comments but ignored his advice. However, the king who was nearby overheard what was going on, what was said and found it interesting. The next day at the recital, Vyasacharya again attempted to elucidate the esoteric section of the Bhagavatam that delineates Sri Krishna's Rasalila. Respectful but firm, Srinivas Acharya interrupted with a question. He said, Sir, how can you comment on such confidential subjects without referring to the authoritative statements of Sridhar Swami? So, Sridhar Swami is an Acharya in the disciplic succession of Kumara Sampradaya and is one of the standard commentators on the Bhagavatam. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu also uh, was relishing hearing the explanations of Sridhar Swami. So, he is a standard in Bhagavatam commentary. But uh, this person is not at all referring to him. You are obviously unfamiliar with his work. So Vyasacharya became very angry because he was challenged in front of everybody. Isn't it? He didn't like to be challenged in front of such a psychophantic assembly 
who were accustomed only to his peculiar rendition of bhagavatam commentary before another word was said however the king who was in the audience began to defend shrinivas's position how is it that this brahmin scholar finds fault with your explanations perhaps your interpretations are questionable to this the arrogant vyasacharya replied who can interpret the text better than me this newcomer is an upstart and he dares to question me in the presence of your majesty upstart means what a beginner no simply like that something he is doing without proper understanding simply somebody has begun some process he is called an upstart so he said in your presence he is commenting on my work my explanation then he turned to shrinivasa acharya and indignantly quipped if you are such an authority on the bhagavatam why don't you come sit here and explain these verses in a more brilliant way so he challenged okay if you are saying you are such a great this thing you come and explain shrinivas acharya rose to the challenge he recited the bhagavatam verses in the most melodious style and then he spontaneously commented upon them with great verve and authority he drew upon all existing vaishnava explanations and yet offered his own unique presentation no one had ever heard such a masterful enunciation of bhagavata philosophy the king encouraged him to go on allowing him to speak for several hours when he finished the whole assembly applauded and were ecstatic with shrinivas's contagious love for krishna vyasacharya could not believe his ears he was defeated but he was happy king barhambir was greatly moved and spoke to shrinivas as follows no one has ever come to this kingdom and shared so much love and scholarship in the way that you have please tell me your name and from where do you come shrinivas replied my name is shrinivas and i am a native of this country bengal i came here to see your magnificent court and to relish the bhagavata the king then gave him the best accommodations in the palace and asked him to stay as long as he liked later that evening the king asked shrinivas acharya to dine with him but shrinivas said that he took only one humble meal per day and that he had already eaten nonetheless barhambir encouraged him to have some fruit and he complied not wanting to offend his distinguished host as shrinivas ate his fruit the king sat at his side like a humble servant so actually there was some change in the king uh, ever since he saw the books and came in touch with them he had never felt this way with about anyone shrinivas was thus was that a fulgent person who had appeared in his dream so he could realize that he was the same person who appeared in his dream his guru and he wanted to render some menial service that night barhambir heard shrinivas repeating the name of krishna through the wall since his room was right next to the one in which he had his honored guest stay it seemed as though shrinivas did not sleep he is a genuine saint thought the king he is simply absorbed in the name of god with this pleasant idea the king fell asleep listening to shrinivas acharya's blissful voice in the next room the following day in the great assembly shrinivas again spoke from the shrimad bhagavatam once again the eager expectant audience relished every word shrinivas astonished all who listened chronicles of the event have reported that even the stone walls of the hall seemed to melt at the pathos Shrinivas spoke with enough erudition sensitivity and devotion to honor his Vaishnava predecessors 
and all who were present agreed that the wisdom of the orator far exceeded his years. One by one, people came and bowed to Srinivasa's feet, hoping that he would accept them as his disciples. Later, the king submitted himself to Srinivas as a lowly beggar. You are the real king, he said, for you have love for Krishna. I am not even worthy to be in your presence, the king said. Srinivas, with all humility at his command, merely shook his head. He was not able to accept his own exalted position. But the king persisted, Allow me to be your servant, please. Anxious to know Srinivas's internal purpose, the king implored him, How can I serve you? My entire kingdom is at your disposal. This is a very important thing. So what is the meaning of accepting the spiritual master? When you accept the spiritual master, you need to actually ask him, How can I serve you? What should I do to serve you? That is very important. Not that we can we should use the guru for our benefit. What all I want, I will take out from him. Use and throw. Not like this. The Mayavadis, their conception of guru is like this. They think, so because the Mayavadis, they think that ultimately everybody should merge into the Brahman, effulgence. So now, somebody is required to guide. So now this guru is enlightened more than me, he will guide me. So I will take enlightenment from him. Once I reach that, uh, I will kick him off. Just like a ladder. Prabhupada gives example. After reaching the top floor, uh, you kick the ladder. Not required anymore. That is the Mayavadi's uh, understanding of Guru. Because after that, now I am also as good as my Guru. Huh? What is the use of uh, still worshipping him or considering him to be great? This is their conception. But that is not the actual understanding. The Vaishnava philosophy says, samasta shastraini. So the spiritual master should be respected, worshipped as good as Hari, Krishna. Uh, even if somebody has attained great spiritual perfection, in front of his spiritual master, he actually has to uh, be very menial, in a menial position he must take. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who is the Supreme Lord himself, he said, Guru Mora Murkha Deki Karilo Shasan. So he said, my spiritual master, who is the spiritual master of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? Ishwarapuri. So he said, my spiritual master saw me as a Murkha, foolish, fool number one. And therefore he told, you simply chant Hare Krishna. This was the order I received from my spiritual master. Because I am a foolish person, I cannot study the Vedas. So my spiritual master told, simply chant Hare Krishna. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is taking such an humble position in front of his Guru. So this is the actual understanding. So Srinivas Acharya, when he accepted Barambira as, as his disciple, first question that he asked was, what I should do for you? What I should, how can I serve you? Srinivas replied, I came from the holy city of Vrindavan with a mission from Gopal Bhatta Goswami and Jiva Goswami. I was to bring their original literature to Bengal, but this treasure was unfortunately robbed within your kingdom. If I cannot retrieve these books, I would prefer to lose my life. Can you help me get them back? <laughs> it is with him only. <laughs> the remorseful king burst into tears. A poor worm am I. 
lost hopelessly in this land of birth and death. My own men have pillaged for years and years under my order. And they and then they came upon your caravan. We were told it was the greatest treasure in the universe and we naturally pursued it. I cannot express my sorrow. This was the king, king's words. Then reflecting for a moment, the king said, But there is a positive side to all of this. Our meeting would not have taken place if all of these events had not occurred. I would commit these sins again and again for but a moment of your association. Srinivas laughingly reassured him that such sinful life was unnecessary for attaining his association. In fact, Srinivas told, told him that sinful life was an obstacle to spiritual progress. Srinivas then forgave the king for all the sins he had committed but asked him to sin no more. The king, of course, was more than ready to comply. Grateful to Srinivas's mercy, the king led him to the room where his treasures were kept. And there Srinivas saw the trunk with the Goswami literature. At that moment, Srinivas experienced ecstatic symptoms and as a merciful gesture, he took the garland of flowers from his own neck and placed it on King Barhambir. Srinivas Acharya then asked the king to bring him tulsi leaves, flower garlands, sandalwood paste and other paraphernalia for worshipping the sacred books. The king brought him everything and with rapt attention, he watched Srinivas perform the elaborate initiation ceremony that followed. By reciting the Mahamantra, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. In the king's ear, Srinivas initiated him. Srinivas gave him the name Hari Charan Das. Later in that same work, later it is said that Jiva Goswami eventually showed the king special mercy by writing him a letter in which he re renamed him Chaitanya Das. The king's wife, Queen Sulakshana and their son, Prince Dhari Hambir also became Srinivas Acharya's surrendered servants. The queen's initiated name is unknown but the boy was named Gopal Das. Krishna Ballab and Vyasacharya also became dedicated disciples. Whether or not Srinivas initiated all of these great souls on this matter is, on his, or his second visit is a matter of controversy. Vishnupura soon became a great center of Vaishnavism. So it was, at, the name became actually apt. So uh, once the king became devotee, naturally what he will do is, all his citizens also, he will ask them to follow Krishna consciousness. This is what we were discussing few weeks back. Whatever the Shreshtas do, exemplary people do, the common masses will follow. Isn't it? So, uh, now the king became a devotee under the guidance of Srinivas Acharya. He made the entire kingdom as a Krishna conscious kingdom. This was the first kingdom to become Krishna conscious state in the history of the world. That is Vishnupura. The initiation of the king and his royal subjects was an epoch-making event in the epoch-making event in the history of the Gaudiya tradition. In all of India, it was only in Vana Vishnupura that Gaudiya Vaishnava culture and art developed without any foreign or distracting influence. Consequently, the architectural and sculpture, sculptural art of Bengal from the beginning of the 17th century onwards is nowhere found in such abundance and in such pristine form as in the Vaishnava monuments of Vana Vishnupura. This is 
one of the most virtues of royal patronage. So, just like earlier Rajput kings were patronizing and uh, many other kings of Orissa, they were patronizing. Like that, Gaudiya Vaishnavism became firmly established in the Orissan Empire under the influence of Prataparudra, King Prataparudra. And in Vrindavan, it became very strong because of the patronage of this Rajput kings. So in the same way, this king of Vanavishnupur also was responsible. Barhambir was responsible for maintaining. That's why when we go to Vrindavan today, if you go to this uh, Radha Damodar temple, in the courtyard of Radha Damodar temple, along with the samadhis of exalted acharyas, you will also see the samadhi of Raja Parhambir. He, he is regarded as a saintly king. So his samadhi is there. When we circumambulate four times, those who came from Vrindavan will see. You would have seen the uh, samadhi of this Raja Parhambir. So, after this, bidding his leave of King Barhambir, Srinivas Acharya took the chest of books to Jajigram. Upon arrival there, he told the devotees exactly what had happened. All of the town, holy town's inhabitants rejoiced in his company, but they had some heartbreaking news for him as well. Uh, they told him that Srimati Vishnupriya had passed away from this world. She is the wife of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. This was, yeah. So, Chaitanya, uh, Srinivas Acharya had met her and uh, she had actually told her to, you should preach this the mission of, in Bengal. When Srinivas heard of her demise, he was in a state of profound remorse. Unable to control his emotions, he fainted. Such was his love for his intimate associates of Mahaprabhu. The Jajigram devotees did their best to revive and console Srinivas and after some time he recovered. A few days later, so in this way, the pastime continues, how they, they could recover the books and they again distributed the books in Bengal, Orissa and in some parts of the eastern provinces of the country. So after doing this, so it was the first book distribution itself was an adventure. <laughs> it was a very adventurous journey. It was about uh, uh, in 1500s sometime. 1510 or so. Isn't it? 1510. Now, after their book distribution, Srinivas Acharya, they wrote a letter to Jiva Goswami telling their book distribution scores. Huh? This is the first book distribution scores from the first book distributors. So these were written on palm leaves, a letter from Narottam Das Thakur to Jiva Goswami and it contains the annual book distribution scores for the year ending on Gaurapurnima of Shaka 51501 uh, in, no it is 1579 AD. Okay, it is around that time. So, three devotees went, right? They had, so it is written, who distributed which book, how many? So, very interesting to note. Shri, first one, Srinivas Acharya. Bhagavatam with Vaishnava Toshini, 6. Jnana Dasa Songs, 23 books. Govinda Dasa Songs, 19. Narottam Dasa's Prarthana, 11 books. Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, 
वन बुक् चैतन्य भागवत ट्वेंटी टू बुक्स लोचन दास चैतन्य मंगल सिक्स बुक्स हरिभक्ति विलास ऑफ सनातन गोस्वामी वन बुक् मुरारी गुप्ता कर्दच वन बुक् दीज आर द बुक्स डिस्ट्रीब्यूटेड बै श्रीनिवास आचार्य दरोतम दास ठाकुर भागवतम टू बुक्स भागवतम इज एंटर ट्वेलव कैंटर्स ज्ञानदास सांग्स ट्वेंटी वन बुक्स प्रार्थना ऑफ नरोतम दास ठाकुर हिज ओन बुक् फिफ्टी सिक्स चैतन्य भागवत फोर्टी फाइव बुक्स चैतन्य चंद्रामृत चैतन्य भागवत फोर्टी फाइव बुक्स दिस्ट्रीब्यूटेड चैतन्य चंद्रामृत फाइव बुक्स You should also note that these are not simply printed and available where you can go on easily. No, they had to get it written down, manuscripts. Chaitanya Chandramata five, Vasu Vasudev Ghosh's Gauranga Pad Padavalis thirty four books. Then, Shyamananda Pandit's scores, Bhagavatam four books, Jnana Das's songs ten books, Govinda Das's songs eleven, other songs book thirty four. नरोत्तम दास प्रार्थना सिक्सटीन भक्ति रसामृत सिंधु फाइव उज्ज्वल नीलामणि ऑफ रूप गोस्वामी वन बुक् चैतन्य भागवत ट्वेंटी फाइव चैतन्य चंद्रामृत फिफ्टीन वासुदेव घोष गौरंग पदावली फोर्टीन सो आफ्टर मेन्शनिंग दिस कॉर्स समथिंग वेरी इंटरेस्टिंग नरोत्तम दास ठाकुर राइट्स इन दिस लेटर नरोत्तम दास ठाकुर कंक्लूड दिस लेटर विद फॉलोइंग स्टेटमेंट कमेंट Until we are able to develop another type of technology to print the books, due to the difficulty involved in creating books by hand, which is being neglected, most of our book distribution program will be postponed. We hmm? saying until a new technology comes. Hmm? See, it's very interesting to note during the very same time, Gutenberg he developed the printing press. in the west see it is all happening miraculously chaitanya mahaprabhu comes at one particular time then he asks his disciples to write books now there is no technology to print the books they hand written first book distribution was a big adventure as we heard and then they sending the scores now narottam das thakur is telling until a new technology comes where we can easily print more and more books our book distribution will not be so successful and around the same time in the east this printing press technology would be de is developing we are sure that one day another interesting thing we are sure that one day some magnanimous person will come and develop the movement of ecstatic love of lord chaitanya mahaprabhu distributing books all over the world who is that sri prabhupad ki Until then, what will we persons who are poor, bereft of, and abominable do? So they are telling we are so poor, we cannot do anything much. Until then, we can't do much. What is the benefit of discussing the stories of the Lord's incarnations, worshiping the Lord's deities, giving musical recitations of the Lord's pastimes, chanting the Lord's holy names on beads, etc., when we have such small scores? they are thinking like this we are not able to distribute books at all we are very fallen we have our scores are so slow, small so this is the first book distribution which happened in our in the history of gaudiya vaishnavism
So later, we know how Chaitanya Mahaprabhu predicts in the Chaitanya Mangala, it is written, My Senapati Bhakta will come in the Kali Yuga, in the future, and he will take my holy name all over the world. And we know that Srila Prabhupada is such an empowered personality. He made the prophecy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu true. And he distributed. So initially, it was thought that when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu predicted, Prithvite Achayata Nagaradi Grama Sarvatra Prachara Haibe Morana. So some people are thinking maybe only in India. This Prithvi is referring only to India. Otherwise, in the outside countries, who will take? They are all most sinful people. Who will take up holy name of the Lord? Who will take up Krishna consciousness? But it was Srila Prabhupada who actually proved it to the world, who made this prophecy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu true. He made it true actually. So, uh, we know how Srila Prabhupada, when he went to the West, he wanted with him some books to take and go. Otherwise, what should I go and do there? That's why he said, he, after accepting uh, uh, sannyas, he stayed in uh, uh, Vrindavan, Radha temple. Before that, Vamshi Gopalji temple, he stayed there and he was simply writing. So he produced three parts of the first canto of Bhagavatam. So after it was done, with great difficulty, he got it printed, a trunk full of books he took and went to the West. And that he, that's how it all started. And then, once, so Srila Prabhupada would always tell, recall his spiritual master's instructions. Whenever you get money, print books and distribute the books. Books are the basis. Without books, there is no solid foundation to our Krishna consciousness. So then what happened when devotees went to, so after there was little success in the US, so Prabhupada sent some devotees to London. So you should go preach there, open center there and call me after you open the center. So there when they went, they went and they got in touch with George Harrison. And they, the Beatles. And then uh, he was very interested and they produced albums of Hare Krishna Mantra. And then those albums were selling like hot cakes. And then they used to write letters to Prabhupada saying that so many let this thing we have sold, so many records we have sold. And Prabhupada would say, actually this uh, not so, in, this selling records will not so much work. People will think it is some songs for sense gratification. If you actually give my books, their life will change. Why don't you start doing book distribution? So like this Prabhupada stressed so much on book distribution. So, I will read out one more interesting thing which the first book distributor in ISKCON. Mm -hmm. So what he did, let us, I'll just read out. So there was one uh, devotee called Buddhimanta Das. Okay. So he was the first book distributor in the modern days. So let us see this. This is an article actually from Back to Godhead magazine. <clears throat> Although Srila Prabhupada wanted his disciples to be as eager to distribute Krishna consciousness literature as he was, no one of them knew how to do it. See, initially these people, they were all very, you know, teenagers, many of them, very young people. They had just then taken up Krishna consciousness. Now Prabhupada is saying, go and distribute books. 
many of them had not read those books also proper thing go and distribute the books and they were not so much uh, you know uh, so good you know in meeting people convincing them they were little apprehensive how it will happen so they were but they were all very serious so prabhupada is telling we should do so but they were not so much expert in doing it distributing a mag so what they were doing so far is only distributing back to garden magazines they would go distribute back to garden magazines and they would uh, invite them for sunday love feast and then they would say whatever donation you want you can give so they would take the magazine give donation and then they would give on pamphlet also sunday love feast is there please come that's how they made devotees many people became devotees just by coming to sunday love feast so like this many this thing so distributing a magazine and asking for small donation was one thing but a big hand bound book sorry hard bound book how is it possible when the entire shipment shipment of teachings of lord chaitanya had arrived in new york in the april of 1967 they were all clueless how to do book distribution this is a big book so far we have only distributed back to god in small magazine now this teachings of lord chaitanya book how to distribute the devotees had hired a truck picked up the books at the dock and unloaded them at the 26 second avenue in the new york they had then shipped them to los angeles iskon centers in los angeles san francisco boston montreal and everywhere else <coughs> and there they remained in the temples all these tlc books they were sent to different centers but because nobody knew how to distribute the books they all remained in the temples these books they were simply sitting there some devotees had tried placing ads in magazines and leaving books in bookstores on consignment but the books didn't sell how to sell these big hard bound books remained a mystery until something significant happened an accident discovered one day in 1971 while traveling while driving back to the temple after chanting in downtown san francisco two brahmacharis stopped at a local service station for a ga- for gas when the so they had conducted one you know street sankirtan somewhere these two devotees they were traveling back to the temple and on the way they had to go to the you know uh, petrol pump to be, for the gas so when the attendant came to the window for money one of the devotees called buddhimanta showed him a krishna book he actually came for money but he showed him this krishna book that time krishna book was a trilogy that means three books it was part one part two part three three books together it's a trilogy so he showed one krishna book the attendant seemed interested so he was interested and the two devotees began preaching the glories of krishna consciousness so then they suggested him to take the book as payment for the gas instead of money so take this book will not pay money and he immediately agreed astonished at what happened and inspired at their success the two brahmacharis went the next day with several krishna books and stand and <laughs> stood in front of a grocery store and again it happened this time they sold two books first day they sold one book second day they sold two books when buddhimanta began selling as many books as five books as many as five books in a day the devotees in other temples especially los angeles san diego and denver wanted to follow his example 
so they didn't know they were thinking simply we will place some ads in the newspaper people will place orders or we will give these books to them uh, bookstall there they will sell like this they were thinking but then they didn't know they didn't know the concept that we can go out and do distribution book distribution like this so when accidentally this happened actually this this book distribution happened accidentally here also see history has repeated again the three goswami on the order of the goswamis when they went to distribute there was one again something different happened it led to making a whole kingdom as a vaishnava kingdom krishna conscious kingdom so now here also accidentally when this buddhimanta prabhu he gave this book now he thought oh this is also possible people are interested we can go and speak to the people and distribute books like this so all the other temples they followed this let us also try like this otherwise the books were simply lying there in the godo and whoever tried and sold a book became caught up in a euphoric excitement shila prabhupada sent buddhimanta to different places where he showed the devotees how to distribute shila prabhupada's books so now buddhimanta was the first book distributor and uh, prabhupada was very impressed by the way he was. so he told you should go everywhere to all the centers and give demo <laughs> how to do book distribution you should show the devotees how to do book distribution buddhimanta had a habit of always calling all devotees maharaj sometimes he is referred to as the inventor of book distribution something he never took credit of credit for okay <clears throat> So there is one more interesting thing about Buddhi, more about Buddhimanta Prabhu. Buddhimanta had never met Shila Prabhupada, even though he had taken initiation from Shila Prabhupada, he had never met him personally. So, and the temple president of the San Francisco, Keshavadas, thought he should he should meet Shila Prabhupada since he was the biggest book distributor at that time. So he got a reason why he should meet Prabhupada. They were all in Los Angeles, and Buddhimanta had just come in from come back. from a day of book distributing shila prabhupad's books he had distributed about 100 small books at a store right near the temple so he distributed 100 books that day so he was very tired so he came back in the evening so when he returned from sankirtan that is book distribution the temple president said to buddhimanta that prabhupad wanted to see him as soon as possible so already he had spoken to prabhupad so he was now very eager to meet him we know that how prabhupada had established the ritvik system of initiation and many disciples had become many people had taken initiation from shila prabhupada through the ritvik system they had never met prabhupada personally so one such was buddhimanta prabhu so he was first time he is going to meet prabhupada now and he is very excited so what he did buddhi buddhimanta ran to the brahmachari ashram immediately and took a shower put on a dhoti and could not find a clean kurta to wear so he went there nothing on top he was just in the dhoti he went to prabhupad he returned and they went up to prabhupad's quarters buddhi the first talking book distributor was in awe he had distributed thousands of his books but never personally met shila prabhupad shila prabhupad entered the room and keshava and buddhi both paid their obeisances to prabhupad shila prabhupad sat down and said to buddhi so you distribute the most books buddhi was in such an awe he could not speak so the temple president spoke every time prabhupada asked something he was not able to speak the temple <laughs> president so keshav spoke for him and said 
Yes, Shila Prabhupada. He is the biggest book distributor. Then Prabhupada asked, How many books did you distribute today? Buddhi still could not speak and Keshava replied, About 100. Then Prabhupada asked another question. Do you trick the people or tell them the truth? <laughs> Do you trick the people or tell them the truth to sell a book? Question Shila Prabhupada. Buddhi still was speechless and Keshav replied, He tricks them. He tells them it is for a yoga society. And Prabhupada said, That is okay. <laughs> then Prabhupada asked, How come you are not wearing a shirt? Prabhupada looking at the bare-chested buddhimanta. You are very you work very hard and should stay covered to not catch a cold. Finally, Buddhi could speak and relied. He said, I had just come back from book distribution and Keshav said me, said we were going to see you. So I took a shower and my kurtas were dirty. So I came bare-chested rather than wear a dirty shirt. Srila Prabhupada turned to his servant and said, Go to my closet and get a clean kurta for Buddhimanta. The servant appeared with a clean kurta and gave it to Srila Prabhupada. Srila Prabhupada handed the kurta to Buddhimanta and said, Put this on and stay warm. So, from he was very attached to that kurta. So, this is the first meeting that uh, Buddhimanta had. So, Prabhupada was very pleased when he came to know that this disciple has distributed his books. Many, many places Prabhupada said, if you want to please me, then distribute my books. So there is no better way of pleasing me than distributing my books. So, when we read such pastimes, very interesting. In fact, there are many more book distribution pastimes like this. So, you know what used to happen? There was one group of devotees. They were part of the traveling Sankirtana party. Radha Damodar traveling Sankirtan party they were called. So they had a bus and some six, seven devotees. They would never stay in any temple. They were staying in the bus only, always. Okay. And they used to carry books and uh, there was a deities of Radha Krishna in the bus only. They used to worship in the bus only. And uh, some place they would, they would stop the car, take a bath in the morning, do arti, do their chanting there only. And then uh, they would go for distributing books. It's a very adventurous journey. That was led by one of the very senior devotees during that time called Vishnu Janaswami. So he was such a wonderful devotee. Everybody would be inspired to be with Vishnu Janaswami. So this, what they used to do is, uh, Vishnu Janaswami had told all the devotees, you go and do book distribution. They would go to the airports, they would go to different, different places and distribute books. One devotee during the Christmas season, they would actually dress themselves as Santa Claus. And uh, just to attract the attention of everybody, they would dance on the street like Santa Claus. And when they would come, he would actually tell them to buy books. So like this, very interesting <laughs> things. And this because in the Christmas season, people had lot holidays. They were in the, you know, they would go to this, uh, uh, they would go for shopping and all. That's how this book distribution started during the Christmas season all over the world. Because a lot of people, lot of people will be available, you can go and speak to them and distribute books. So this Vishnu Janaswami had told, whenever you are disappointed, he had given one number actually. You please call this number. 
So devotees would go whole day on the field and they would be distributing books. Sometimes they would be meeting with success, sometimes failures. And when devotees would uh, feel little bit, you know, uh, they would be put down, you know, because every time they don't get a good experience. So they would call this number and Vishnu Janaswami would sing kirtans so to encourage them, to encourage them. Vishnu Janaswami would start reading from Srila Prabhupada's books just to encourage them. So like this, he had he has done a lot of service actually to encourage, uh, help them not to lose heart like this. So uh, there was another Mataji. This is, this is in one temple in Los Angeles or somewhere. So the devotees would go early in the morning at 2.30 they would get up. All the devotees in the temple, all the brahmacharis would get up at 2.30 in the morning. Get, take a bath and finish their 16 rounds chanting before Mangalarti, before 4 o'clock they would finish, 4.30 they would finish their chanting and then they would take all these books of Prabhupada and go to different different places and distribute books and they would come back late night late night they would come back and this Mataji would be ready with hot milk to serve all these devotees they all come back uh, distributing books so so they would, as soon as they would all come, they would sit down and Mataji would serve this hot milk to all of them and then she would start reading from Krishna book for all the devotees to hear. So like this wonderful uh, uh, experiences of distributing books. So these devotees would distribute books and they would send letters to Prabhupada. Just like the first book distribution party sent letter to Jiva Goswami. Like that all these devotees from various parts of the world they would go and they would write letters. These many, we have said, we have sold uh, 15,000 Krishna book trilogies. We, would, we have sold 1,000 teachings of Lord Chaitanya. Like this, so many books they would, so many letters they would write and Prabhupada would be very happy. And Prabhupada was very happy and he said, uh, uh, there's one quote where Prabhupada said, till the last breath of your life, if you distribute my books and the time of your death, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu will personally come to you and take you back to God. So like this Prabhupada had told to one devotee. So it's a wonderful service to please Srila Prabhupada. We know that without actually pleasing the spiritual master, it is not possible for us to make spiritual advancement. So what we should be doing to please Srila Prabhupada? Of course, we should continue our chanting 16 rounds, most important chanting 16 rounds every day, reading and hearing Srila Prabhupada every day. That is very important. But here is an opportunity, at least during the book distribution month, we should take some extra austerity. You all have registered for the book marathon. So you should take some extra austerity and approach people and distribute Prabhupada books. So you may succeed, you may not succeed. That is not the thing. You go and approach the people. At least you can break your barriers. When you, when you meet people, you will get, especially when you go for book distribution, you will get a lot of realizations. You will see how, you let's say you will see a young group of people and when you go and approach them you will see that they were all not interested they will all be not interested they will be in their own this thing they will take you very lightly they will they may even pass comments on you and all that and then you may think oh maybe youngsters are not interested let me approach one older people when you go and speak to old people they will also say the same kind of thing no, I don't have time, I have to go there, I have to go here, I don't have time at all. Like this, older people also will say. Now, then, when you come back and actually reconcile, what is this happening? 
So people think that I will take up Krishna consciousness after 60 years like this. But you see, neither the younger people are interested nor the older people are interested. So that means you should, you will become, your gratitude to Srila Prabhupada will become multifold. You will say, thank you Srila Prabhupada for saving me from this kind of a materialistic uh, life. It is because of your mercy that I am practicing Krishna consciousness. I am chanting 16 rounds or I am chanting Hare Krishna mantra every day. I am getting association of devotees. I am taking Krishna prasadam. So at least I have got some good intelligence by your grace that I have been able to practice Krishna consciousness now. This is one realization can come. Like this when you meet lot of people you will get so many realizations. Sometimes whole day we may be standing in one place and lot of it's a busy street let's say and lot of people will be passing by we may speak to them nobody may be interested and then you may give up it has happened actually what has happened one group of devotees they went to this KG road majestic near Alankar Plaza so it was a it's a very you know busy street now so they stood there and whole day they were standing and no whoever was passing by they would approach talk to them nobody was interested nobody was buying books and then uh, they were about to wrap up, they were about in the evening, they were, they were very uh, broken hearted. So they were about to wrap up their stall. That time there were some 10-15 people, they just came and took books and went. So another realization can come, it is not by my own efforts. Now without, all day I spoke nobody took, but now without speaking people are coming and taking. So that. So our dependence on the Lord, our false ego that we have, I am the doer, I can do. These things you can come out of when you do book distribution. So like this wonderful realizations you will get. So you should not miss out this. You should take some time and you should do some book distribution. Very important. Not for the sake of uh, some targets, some this much we have to achieve, this many books I have to give. No, not like that. Uh, for our own purification, we should go for our purification, we should do book distribution. And there are various ways to do book distribution. Uh, one of the classical ways of doing is door to door. You go door to door and knock at each door. Just say, I'm coming for, I just want to talk to you for five minutes. I have some books. Can I talk to you for five minutes? So, whatever, you should make a script and go. What, what you will speak, right? And then present to them. So whether they buy or not buy, but you are getting purified by by talking about the Lord, about Bhagavad Gita, and they are getting purified by hearing about the Lord, Bhagavad Gita. Right? So, uh, this is one way of doing book distribution. Or you may see some big, uh, uh, you know, some fair or some big festival is being celebrated. You know, you can go there, put a stall there, stand in that busy place. Whoever comes, talk to them. You know, like this, this is one another thing that we can do. Or uh, in your own library, you can keep some books. And in the books, uh, you can even put a sticker for more books, please contact. Or if you want a personal copy, please contact. So you can write all those, you know, somebody may be interested. Many people just by reading Prabhupada books, they have actually uh, become very serious in Krishna consciousness. So... Uh, we can try various ways. Online you can do book distribution also. So you all have a, our team code is there. So online you can promote and they can online also buy, buy the book and they get 50% discount for the books. So like this, so you can promote. 
and let's say you have your relatives your friends uh, and friends are having some program or relatives are having some program so let's say how you know uh, some housewarming ceremony or marriage ceremony or some ceremony you should convince your relatives why don't you give one bhagavad gita to everybody who comes to your uh, for a function in that way you can do mass book distribution also isn't it so you should do some uh, very nice book distribution all of you please plan and uh, there are two teams right so i want both the teams so far it is inactive i think even no zero zero book distribution has happened already three weeks over three weeks over yeah three weeks over the book marathon started so i want some action to be taken so i want to see in that group some updates should come we went in this place some photos should come we did book distribution so if you want any help please uh, let me know we will discuss we can help you i was planning to go today with all of you for book distribution nearby but then i was told that you are available only after 6 o'clock then uh, we had to change the plan so we can go some place like this and do book distribution in the past devotees have gone to different place like tirupati so where they have done very good book distribution in two days they have sold uh, uh, 30000 rupees worth books 60000 rupees worth books they have done it's possible only thing is we should feel uh, we should come out of our barriers that we are or oh, what this person will think if i talk to him i should not think like that in fact you are not going to take anybody anything from them you are going to give them giving person is always on the upper hand taking person we are not asking to take we are going to give so what is which is what is that which is lacking in this world today krishna consciousness is the only thing there is no dearth of any other thing save and accept krishna consciousness so you are going to give them you are actually giving them to giving them the books which can connect them to krishna so you should feel very confident so you should not feel initially hesitance will be there but as you keep doing it will be all right so but i want all of you to try this and this is a most pleasing service to shila prabhupada so while we are doing book distribution we should also make make sure that our regular sadhana will not get affected our 16 round should go on reading uh, prabhupada said what is the use if you are reading are you saying you are only distributing books are you salesman you are only distributing books but you are only not reading the books what is the use so we should read and if you want to explain about the books to others you should know what is that book isn't it so uh, please read the books also when you are distributing before you go before you go you can also offer prayers to the lord you should offer prayers this is a very important thing as i said uh, it's not that our own efforts will make that person buy book distribution is like a uh, what is that called there is one game no huh no no treasure hunt yeah it is like a treasure hunt what is treasure hunt you know treasure will be kept somewhere but you have to go and search it you will not know where is that treasure so if you knock at 20 doors huh the 19th door person may buy the book the lord has already decided who will buy the book now what you should do you don't know 
whether the 19th person will buy or the 16th person or the first person only will buy we don't know our duty is to go on approaching more and more when you touch more people there is more probability so there is this sw 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 some will some won't somewhere someone is waiting some people will immediately take up some people will say no no i can't take up but somewhere someone is waiting that is sh- sure there are so many genuine souls in this world who are actually waiting for uh, spiritual knowledge genuine spiritual knowledge and you can become the ambassador of shila prabhupada to deliver the genuine spiritual knowledge to them so before you go to the field go for doing book distribution you can pray to the lord dear shila prabhupada dear radha krishna chandra uh, i am going to do book distribution in this area today you are sitting in everybody's heart as paramatma you know you are sitting in my heart you are sitting in their heart also now you know who is a seeker please guide me to genuine souls who are seeking after this knowledge please make my words suitable for their understanding so that they can take these transcendental literature so you should offer like this prayers and throughout the book distribution also you should keep offering these prayers this is an opportunity for us to depend on the lord dependence it's not by my own efforts that i will do depend on the lord so it's an opportunity to cultivate this habit of dependence surrender to the lord so all of you please do book distribution for and if you have any new ideas online we can do like this or some other new ideas please discuss with us we can see how we can implement that we will stop here any questions anyone has got so theory is over now field work practice yes somebody had a question prabhu yeah. like sometimes we had sinus to tell something to them so i have to overcome that yeah so that's what i told you should overcome these are all your barriers you should overcome i may be not qualified to go and tell them about krishna consciousness but because i have been ordered to do so by my spiritual master so i should go and do it and when you do this you will see wonderful reciprocation from shri prabhupa from the lord you will see wonderful reciprocation your conviction in philosophy will become more strong your faith in krishna consciousness will be stronger these are all the prasadam that you get what is the prasadam so because when you put your efforts so the lord will give you realizations the lord will make your faith strong these are all prasadam you should accept you get that from the lord so we sh- we can practice we can make a script what you will speak 2 minutes 3 minutes script and make a script properly and keep practicing it meet people initially it will work of course as you get experience you will know what to speak to what person that will dynamically lord will reveal huh? that depends on our purity what to speak to what person the lord will dynamically reveal but it is good initially to go starters beginners Uh, to go with some script huh? at least for four five books you should have some four five scripts what this book will talk about and why they should buy the book 
sometimes we'll simply talk some philosophy which is not at all relevant, not at all connecting to that person. Uh, then he will not take the book. Uh, you should know what to speak, what people need. Like, like Prabhupada said, no, that devotee said, this is for yoga. You will learn yoga. Read this book. Uh, so Prabhupada said, okay, that's okay. He will get to know what is real yoga by reading that book. Even though he may think some other yoga. <laughs> uh, that's okay. Uh, that roga will go. Real yoga you will understand. So, uh, so what to speak to whom? This is called entering into that person's frame of reference. Let's say you are meeting a businessman. What you should speak? Let's say you are meeting a housewife. What you should speak to her? So even if it is the same book, so you should That's present the context why they should have a book in their house or why they should have a book in their shop. Okay. Another thing is you can go to in the Pinya industry, you know, nearby, Pinya industrial area, there are so many garments. You go and approach, so many industries are there. If you go and approach the manager or the proprietor, so this new year, why don't you gift Bhagavad Gita to all your staff? There will be 200, 300 people. So one shot, you can distribute 200, 300 books. So these are all different uh, methodologies of doing. But the basic principle is, we should go and glorify the Lord, glorify the, our spiritual master, Srila Prabhupada. Understood? The more we speak about the Lord to more and more people, that is our success. Then automatically people will buy. Understood? You have to simply glorify. But you should know, in the right context you should glorify. You should not Simply tell, you should not, you should not go to the other extreme also. Anything you tell and make the book go, no, then we are not achieving purification. We have to actually speak in a proper way, uh, which, which is not going to compromise with the philosophy. At the same time, it is appealing to that person. Both should be there. So you can overcome your shyness. Initially, it will be, you will be feeling shy. Later, you will, it will become easy. Don't worry. Pray to the Lord. Yes. The king made the conversation very similar to Acharya and the king. So the king makes the statement that uh, uh, simple actions, they are uh, uh, barrier to the spiritual process. So, king did not say, Srinivas Acharya said. Yeah. So they are barrier to the spiritual process. Yes. So, yes, I mean, we agree with this statement. Then, uh, I mean, I mean, uh, I mean, so what the devotee explained is that, yes, I mean, so in this presentation, we are meant to be sinful. We are not meant to be sinful. 